The following podcast contains adult themes, adult humour, and particularly adult language. It is not intended for children. Occasionally, there will be chicken noises. Dear Ground Level, me and my friends love your show, but sometimes we have quite a bit of difficulty finding it on the internet. We're wondering if you can advise us on the best ways to listen to your show. Would that be on an iPod or would it be on an iPhone or an iPad, perhaps on a Sonos sound system or some other modern technological marvel? We'd really appreciate your input on this. Yours sincerely, Bob and Phil. Not very much because we're not talking about technical stuff. No, okay. Moving on. You're listening to the Ground Level Podcast with Dennis Jose Francois and Brownie. Hello. And me, Lofty. This is the discussion show for the rest of us. The one where we look at everyday problems suffered by everyday people and try to come up with a few solutions. So, uh, who should we start with today? What are we doing? I don't, I don't know. Do you know what? I'll start with me. Today. Okay. I always start with other people. Mm. What's on my mind? Yeah, what's, what's on your mind, mind Dennis? <laughs> a question, I've got actually, what's on my mind is a question for you guys. Okay. Do you always say hello to people you know when you see them in the street? If you see someone you know while you're walking down the street or on a train or on a bus, do you always, always say hello or do do you sometimes pretend you didn't see in them? every situation? Yeah, no, no, no. way. So, Absolutely so what governs? So what governs whether you say hello or not? I probably gauge them on like the mad factor. Like, apart from you, you're completely mental. <laughs> but like, I, that is kind of how I gauge them on like how long ago I saw them, how mental they are, and yes, that's about it. They're, Do you? They're the two, yeah, definitely. Oh, mine is if I'm. It depends what I'm doing. It depends how busy I am, where I've got to be, and then obviously there's a tier level of so you don't friends. So not no, no, well, no. If I'm in a rush or I'm with you know on the way to I don't know, meet you or something, and there's someone over there that I know, and I'm thinking about I've got to get a train, I've got to get a train, I can't be bothered, and I won't say anything. Right. But if I was to see somebody in the street that I knew and I had the time, I'd probably say hello. What if you see someone you know and you think they've seen you and they just ignore you? Mm. That's never happened. <laughs> it's never happened. Do you, I mean, would you feel bad about that? Because it happened to me the other day. But how do you know, how do you know that? Well, I'm pretty sure they saw me, and I was wondering, you know, I was like, oh, well, maybe they were just, their mind was in a different place. But why didn't you go and say hello yeah. to them? Uh, because I hadn't noticed them until after the fact, so to speak. So, do you know what I mean? I hadn't noticed them until it was, it was too late for me mm. to say anything, but they must have been really close by. But okay. conversely, on the way home the other day from work, there was a guy from my work standing right next to me on the tube, who I don't really know very well, but he just literally looked straight past me. And I I realised that he he must have just been in a different space. Mm. But I didn't know at that point whether to say anything or not, because I don't really know him very well. And then you'd have had yeah. that awkward 30-minute... Yeah. So... Well, he worked. might have been dreaming with his eyes open, and you would have shocked him out of a dream, and then you would have killed everyone on the tube. Yeah. Uh, potentially. Yeah. I did mention it to him the next day, and he was, like, really apologetic. Where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> he was really apologetic... 
But I just was wondering whether I should have. Because what if he had seen me and had sort of tried to... And I'd ignored him, and then he thought I was just rude. Do you yeah, know what I mean? can overthink these things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what if you saw an ex, not necessarily a bad ex, just an ex that you saw on the road, and you know you catch their eye? Do you stop? Do you have a chat? Do you? you oh, know. that's far more. Well, oh, wait, that's... let's flip that one. <laughs> Would you? Yeah, I did recently. Who? I was. I don't at work. Random. Who? A guy called Martin. Oh, okay. I really, no, like, we didn't really break up for any reason. We were just sort of teenagers and it just sort of came to an end. Yeah. And he was randomly in my street the other day. So we had a very quick chat and he lives in like miles away, up north somewhere. And uh, so we exchanged numbers really quickly. And then he said, I'm down in London sometime. So do you want to hook up and we'll have a catch up? So I said to Jim, look, I've bumped into an ex of mine. He's going to be down in London. So would you mind if I went out with him? And so Jim was like, no, go out. So we did. And we went and had a coffee and had a catch-up, to which Jim now says, oh, your date. How was your date? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that date you are out on? Was it's it good, though? Was it good? It was really nice. How would you yeah. feel if Jim had said, oh, I bumped into an old an ex-girlfriend of mine? Um, and, well, I'm just not like that. I'm not right, jealous, okay. really. Nah. If it was somebody that I knew had been mean to him, I'd be like, well, why are you bothering? Yeah. Right. It's a waste but, of emotion, jealousy. It, it really, really is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Properly is a waste of emotion. See, for me, I, I am friends with pretty much every... Uh, previous partner I've ever had, mm. um, bar one, who and that's not because I'm not friends with her, but because I can't be. It's quite complicated, right? Um, but otherwise, I, so I can. In fact, I went to my ex girlfriend's wedding last year. She could be listening. It wasn't weird. It was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, <laughs> happy wedding. Thanks yeah. for the invite. <laughs> No, no, but we're still, I mean, we're still very good friends, so, um, yeah. so yeah, so I've never had a, never had a problem with that. Yeah. Um, or have you ever been out to do where all of a sudden you look around the room and you've got a couple of exes there and you think, oh God, this is awkward. And you're there with your current partner. Well, I that's, now that's, that's... <laughs> basically every club night from 2006 <gasps> till 2009. Put your claws away. So, but yeah. so I had, I was in a potentially similar situation recently where I was in the presence of someone who I had snogged the last time I saw them <laughs> and since then they've raised a family oh. <laughs> I haven't seen them since right yeah. <laughs> you know I know who that is <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. that, that was quite, and, I, and it did cross my mind. But that, I think I think that situation yeah. was a bit naughty, though. Not on your, not on your, uh, on your facts, but on on your side. <laughs> but on the other side, I think. Really? That was, Why? Yeah. Well, I know who you, t- I know who you're talking about. And, yeah. Anyway, okay. moving on. Mm. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Start teetering towards confessions here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's obviously, some extra information I may not be aware of. So, um, so yeah. But, you know, I was just wondering about that. You know, you see people, do you always say hello? Do you not say hello? And Yeah, you know. that's, a good, that's a good question. Mm. Yeah. And what about, you know, work colleagues and stuff? Like, how many times do you have to pass someone in the corridor at work before you start saying no, hello to but them? What, what I like about at work, right, is when you pass someone and you have the same conversation with each other <laughs> at the same time. So you say hello at the same time, mm, yeah. and then you say how are you at the same time, <laughs> and you you go yeah fine, and then by the by the end of that you're out the door or he's in the door or whatever. It's, it's hilarious. Sometimes I don't even answer how I am. Like, hello, how are you? It's like synchronous, and right. then you're yeah. like out. See, there's a there's a guy at work called Dennis, and he's the only other dentist in the company. He's new, and 
it only came to my attention recently because he started getting mail for me and I started getting mail for him. Yep. So I went over and I'm like, you're the other dentist. He's a two-end dentist. I'm a one-end dentist. So I'm plus <laughs> one. He's dentist number two. All so right. now whenever we pass each other, all we ever say is, Dennis? And he goes, Dennis? And I, and I saw, if you saw him it. on the tube, would you wave at him? Oh yeah, I'd not like go, Dennis? And <laughs> yeah. you go, Dennis? Like that. So never said any other, anything else to him. But <laughs> so. so yeah, that, that's me. That was what was on my mind. Nice. Mm. Brownie? Well, it links in quite nicely with crossing the road if you see people you know but um just recently i have seen more and more people crossing the road like a, a yard or, or a couple of meters away from a pedestrian crossing or you know a pelican crossing is one where you get the lights mm-hmm. yeah is that right and then you get people teetering on the curb sort of a foot or so down from the lights trying to cross the road or people that have a buggy and push the buggy out into the road while they're sort of looking left and right to see what's coming that sort that of stuff that makes me very angry see I'm not I'm not obviously not guilty with the buggy bit but I think I'm definitely guilty about the crossing the road if about a foot away from if it's okay to if it's safe to do so yeah then yeah that's fine but people yeah. that actually wait for the traffic to slow down or for there to be a gap when there's a crossing my mum winds the window down on her car as she screams and that's what the crossing for <laughs> she drives yeah. I probably do, I probably do that out on Tooting High Street because all the crossings are really in in um, you know opportune places for me apart mm. from the one right by the station yeah so it's easier to cross by the chicken cottage than the next co- crossing yeah. down but there's enough gaps in the traffic that you never have to risk your life what really annoys me is when where when people walk do that with children yeah like so for instance if i'm at a crossing and it, and it's red and there's no traffic i'll cross but if there's kids there i will mm. never ever ever mm. ever do that haven't haven't two people been killed at Tooting broadway though by buses recently because really? Really? Dale, Dale came down to um, uh, uh, a pub near us for Christmas Eve and he was like an hour and a half late. I know, I know he's normally late, but he was like an hour and a half late and that's because they were like sorting the traffic out at Tooting Broadway because oh. someone got run over by a bus. Mm. And he says that it's happened again recently. Oh. Yeah. Because somebody had crossed when they weren't supposed to. Or I don't know. I don't know like, the ins and outs yeah, of it. I, but, could, yeah. I could believe it. But that crossing, bit... Tooting Broadway is mental. Be- because of the timing of the lights, there there isn't like... You have to wait for both sides of cars to go before the lights turn, so people get impatient. Mm. Yeah, and cars swing around that corner like. And that is really you. probably the gist of all of it is that it's people who are impatient. In a rush. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. but these right. days you've also got people who are just not paying attention, looking at their phones. It's probably the biggest. Mm. Just walking along. Yeah. Looking. I mean, I, I I do it. I try not to, but. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that was just it. Uh, people crossing the road at inappropriate places I do feel that depend- it also depending on a neighbourhood like I noticed in Streatham Hill a lot people would cross because the centre of the road has got that brick mm. wall with a railings over the top entirely designed to stop people crossing the road mm. there but that just makes it even worse because yeah. people then just cross the road really stupidly I don't know that that's uh, yeah no, uh, I, just, I think I've noticed it more because the weather is so bad. And I saw a lady the other day crossing a, on a bend and it was really hammering it down and really dark and everything. And she couldn't see what was coming around the bend. And she was actually leaning forward on the curb to look around the bend. But if she'd have walked, you know, a little bit further up, there was an actual crossing there. Did, mm. When I was growing up, and probably you guys as well, I admit that I'm a little bit old, even though I don't look it. Um, <laughs> I look younger than you, pal. Mr. Gray here is there. Oi! <laughs> Dickie Davis. Um, <laughs> when I was growing up, there was regular, there were regular, uh, you know, Green Cross Code Man, whatever. Lolly Lolly, no, no, on television, like, oh, I see, how yeah. to, you know... Uh, yeah, uh, he was the guy that played Darth Vader. That's right, but, you know... 
um, stop, look, listen, you so know, cross yeah. the road. That's not technical. They don't have to, they have those on TV anymore. I don't think so. No, they don't, no. Hmm, I wonder what... Unless but, it's like an informational kind of video that they show Because they used, I mean, they used to be, up until at least the early 90s, there used to be this, the, all these terror adverts about stuff like always wear a seatbelt or, okay. you know, don't get out of your car on the motorway or... Uh, and they were really quite horrific. Have but you that's, ever, but yeah, isn't yeah. that because like motorways were new when you were young? No, I'm talking about the mid nineties. <gasps> oh, that's the clever. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, they did used to be loads of those, but they don't have many more. But now there's like a gazillion channels. So where would you put it for a child to see it? Mm. True, true. Mm. Or people just channel surf. Mm. Yeah, they just well, always had um, adverts for fireworks, didn't they? And you should never for hold instance, a fire and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a whole series of road of, of safety adverts mm. in general, always timed, and they're always quite gruesome. You know, there's, I mean, there was that one recently, which was, which starts off backwards, it goes backwards and you uh, see the yeah. person getting hit by the car and it's really yeah. in like the blood trickling. Yeah, there was one stuff. quite recently about, like, they basically don't see the motorbike or something. Yeah. And then the motorbike hits them and then they replay it again with the motorbike there. And, mm. and then there's yeah. that, there's that campaign you see on the bus stops, like he heard, he was yeah. listening to the track, but he didn't hear the train and yeah. it's a kid, don't let your friend die on the street or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it? Hmm. So a cheery topic. I didn't mean it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I'll add some gloomy music yeah. here at this point. So, um, um, so yeah, Lofty, what's in your mind? Rude people. Ooh. So basically, I've, I met a new friend this week. Um, you it, met a new friend. I like oh, that. Yeah, That's yeah sweet. met a new friend. Uh, his name's Phil. He's fifty, and uh, at the top of our road, right by Kingston Gate of Richmond Park, unfortunately, he got clattered down by a horse. Whoa. And uh, basically, these two horses had chucked their riders off in Kingston, Kingston, in Richmond Park, and then pegged it out of the gate and knocked him over and like, okay. bust his bike up and stuff. Um, and I thought that there was a, uh, it was like a car accident. I thought that the car had hit him. Um, but what really annoyed me about all of that, there was loads of people like around him making sure that he was all right. There was a couple of people who said that they were first aiders, checking that they were okay, calling the police, calling the ambulance, etc. And then I started to walk back. And then I heard this woman at the top of my road in her car saying, I've been waiting here for five minutes. Why won't you let me go? I'm like, there's a guy here who's obviously concussed. Like, surely it's like 10 minutes out of your life. Yeah. Mm. And it really, really wound me up. Like, like it's just total disregard for anybody else. Yeah. And I just, it just really, really annoyed me. And that made me go back and make sure that he was all right. And that ended up with his bike coming into our house. And he's called me tonight, but he didn't leave his phone number anyway. But Don't forget to plug the podcast, yeah? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's just like, <laughs> I just, it was really, really annoying. Like, why can't someone just see what's going on? Yeah. And... And kind of. Do you think she even did? But do you think she did see what was yeah, going on and didn't? She, yeah, care? she did see it because there was a woman standing in, and moving traffic around, and she was like, "Just wait for like ten minutes and or five minutes, and we'll get you out of there." But that's the whole it was just rush ridiculous. thing, though, isn't it? It's like if something, if someone jumps under a train or has that unfortunate scenario going on. Yeah. And um, there's so much anger around it. So many people are like, "I'm trying to get to work. I can't believe this selfish person did this." Blah 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 blah. And I always just think. You know that whatever that person was going through, or whatever that guy that you yeah. saw the other day had gone through, yeah. is awful. Yeah, just like you say, for just ten minutes or for half an hour, it's made you a bit late. You're okay. Mm. You're yeah, still right. alive. You're breathing. Off you go. Mm. Yeah. No, I agree. With well, you I totally person. agree with you. What you're saying about like people who like say on Facebook or something. Oh my God, someone's like 
been someone's under a train or something and yeah. it's like delayed you know it's really screwed my day up I'm like well it actually hasn't really no. has it not really no it's made you late for work yeah like end of the world it isn't yeah like, it really isn't it is for the guy that's under that train mm. because that's why you've I mean, done it we've, we've spoken about this on here before though people are just generally inconsiderate beyond their own little sphere like today this morning on the tube I was one stop away from Tottenham Court Road and I'm reading, you know, uh, with my head deep, deep, deep in the middle of this book and I just looked up and I realised I was looking straight at a pregnant lady's stomach yeah. and I'm sitting yeah. in the, and I'm sitting in the end seat and yeah. I was like, oh, damn, and I, I stood up immediately I said, uh, you know, I said, sorry, do you want to sit down? She said, oh, thank you. Uh, but then I looked around and there were loads of other people yeah. who were very aware that there was a pregnant lady yeah. there. I mean, I could forgive myself for being... In a, in a book, I, I genuinely didn't see her. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you know, two stars. She must have just got on the stop before because there was definitely a, someone completely different standing there. But no one else was. Yeah, everyone no was just in their own space. Right. You know? And then because I got up, she sat down, and about a minute later, it came into my stop, and I got off. I thought to myself, I was on the <laughs> train. Probably <laughs> looks really superficial. Yeah, it probably looked like I was only getting up because mm. I was getting off yeah. anyway. But yeah, that's that is typical on yeah, the train you got in up, the morning. Though. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, that's very very typical on the train in the morning. Yeah. Mm. So, so did you not have words with that woman? No, because she already got she'd already got moved by the woman who was directing the traffic. By the time I got back up there, hmm. so, uh, what came of the horses? Ah, uh, they were like <laughs> riding around rampaging in through like Kingston Hospital. Apparently, were they? they were like two coppers, uh, two cop cars looking trying to find them. Um, yeah, and then oh, yeah. he got taken to the hospital. But one of the riders who got chucked off, she broke her nose. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. God, drama in Richmond. It was. There were some galloping drama. horses on Tooting Beck Common the other day. Actually. Do you know, my Riderless? Granddad, no. no. My granddad used to be a milkman, and he had a horse and cart, and he used to deliver it in Tooting. Well, <laughs> I just had an image of your granddad delivering milk on a horse. <laughs> yeah, a horse bike, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With <No>. a lasso. <laughs> His horse and cart used to be at the bottom of Figgis Marsh. He'd go in there, take my dad, when he was a little boy. And they'd go and load up all the milk and they'd take it all around the houses around here. Oh, that's too Or was there anything else on your mind after um, You did have quite a few things, didn't you? Yeah, they're quite big topics, though. That's okay. one, one, one though is, and I think you know this one is, is looking at your phone when you get up or when you're about to go to bed, because I have this habit at the moment of waking up at ridiculous o'clock, and I have to put my phone somewhere so far away that I don't look at it, because as soon as I, if I wake up at like six o'clock in the morning, which is quite usual, um, if I look at the phone. It's. I'll never go back to sleep again. Do you have a way of telling the time? Have you got a digital clock or something, or is that how you no, tell the time no, on the phone? No, no. So we, we have a clock, clock that projects the time onto the ceiling, which That's is awesome. Pretty lazy. It's really so good though. Like <laughs> okay. in the night, Dougie uh, woke up for a bit at about one o'clock, and I was in his bedroom looking at the normal wall clock, and I and I thought it can't be one. I was delighted that it could possibly be one because that meant I still had a long time to go back to sleep. And um, yeah, when I got back into bed, didn't have to go near my phone, and there's one o'clock beamed onto the ceiling. It's brilliant. Is it always on? Yeah, it's just yeah. a digital clock. Okay, nice. Yeah, I don't have a problem looking at my phone first thing in the morning. What I have a problem with is waking up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, and yeah. as part of that process, looking at 
my my iPod, which has my email on it, mm. seeing there's a mail, yeah. reading the mail, That's but because really I'm bad. half asleep, or I just read it. And then I completely forget about the mail. And that's really bad because then a day will go by and someone will say, didn't you get my mail? I'll be like, no. Oh, yeah, I did. (laughs) It's the middle of the night. I'm kind of totally opposite to that. If I looked at at the mail, I'd probably reply to it at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's probably me not up. a good time to reply no. to me now. No. no, no, that would wait. As soon as I look at my phone, then that will start the wake up process. No, I've become quite good at like leaving my devices mm. alone. Mm. The only problem I really have, but with regards to the phone, is because we don't have a house phone anymore. I can't just switch my mobile off because if I do, that means you I'm completely unconfident. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the only person I'm really concerned about in that regard is family. Yeah. But the only way they can contact me is through that mobile, so I have to leave it on. Yeah, I was talking to someone the other day about how, like, you know, when house phones were the norm, really, when you got a phone call at, like, 2, 3 no, yeah, o'clock we in the morning. That, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was you, yeah. yeah. No. When you get a phone call at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, it was something serious. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't hey. someone trying to sell well, you PPI. Well, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I find... Because I, I don't like to leave my phone on. I put it on silent because I'm so nervous about drunk dialers. Yeah. Or, you know, someone leaving. Like, Jim and I will will get drunk and then we'll just start sending messages and singing to people and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so I just think someone's going to do that back to us one day. So I put my phone on silent. But then in the back of my mind, like, you know, I'm thinking, what if... But I always turn my phone, me? like, to... It, I never hear it because mm. it's always on silent during the night or it's on vibrate and I don't really hear that at all. Mm. It's if I get up and then I start looking at it and if there's messages from you, I'm definitely going to be listening to those. <laughs> <laughs> Are we slaves to the phones? Uh, Are you a slave to your phone then? Sometimes I am and then I have to... We now have a no iPhones in bed rule. Yeah. And we obviously we have a husband. We have a no phones at, which we made up yesterday no phones when we go out for a meal yeah like, absolutely yeah that should be automatic sorry <laughs> or I'm no, new to no, this no facebook after oh is that when you go out for a meal together yeah or when yeah. you go out for a meal just we're out a meal together yeah right mm. yeah the only time you're allowed to look at your phone is when the only one other person you're with goes to the could you get off your phone then you're like this is my list of <laughs> stuff for this podcast excuse okay. me alright forgiven um, <laughs> yeah, so if like Casey had to, you know, use the facilities, shall we say? Yeah. Um, the first thing you would do is just get your phone out of your pocket. I think Dan was saying this on the last one because yeah. you can't bear that thirty seconds or so disconnect. Yeah. 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 I should really start wearing a watch. I noticed that you're wearing a watch. Yeah. Do you not wear it in bed? No. Uh, maybe oh, you should. Me mad. Oh. No. No. Jim's and this. swatch watches are really loud. Like, <laughs> and it's it's just bulky. You can hear that. I think. No. But you can you can hear that. If, if I've got this on my wrist, I always hear it, definitely, yeah. Well, I think it might be time for the 30-day challenge yeah, update. Yeah, how's it going, yes? Dennis? Okay. Um, so the first challenge was to do a gym level workout every day for yep. 30 days but the rules included that if I got sick I would be exempt from whatever the challenge is and I did get sick so the last four days I was too sick to even go to work okay. so out of 26 days I did 24 mm. which isn't a complete success but it's also not that either yeah room for improvement but well done for okay. giving it a go thank you I think my honest I've, opinion <laughs> do, do, uh, what, what do I get marks out of 10 for that um, for a 7 
Seven? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. How would I get... Uh, what, so, so... Well, you're never we... going to get ten. Why not? Because no no one ever really gets a ten, do they? Oh, for a minute. I my dad always used to say, you can't get ten out of ten because only I can get ten out of ten. That's what he always used to <laughs> say. So you'll get nine out of ten. I was waiting yeah. to see if like, someone else would say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Although he was always talking about food in particular. Um, so that was that one's done. Now, I had originally said that my 30-day challenge for... Uh, the next month would be to be a vegetarian for 30 days. Yep. But I had a moment of clarity and an epiphany. Mm. And I decided I'm not going to do that. This month, it is Gavin's 30th birthday. So I'm going to buy Gavin a present every day for 30 days. Oh, very which is what good. I've done. Well or I'm going to give him a gift yeah. every day for 30 days. So I've already done... So we're on day four. Yeah. And... He hasn't had his fourth present yet, but he's going to get his fourth present later. That's good. That's actually going to be quite hard. Today I spent lunchtime going around shops making notes about yeah. potential. I've got like 10 gift ideas. I did. I bought Jim 30 presents for his 30th, but all in one go. But a lot of them, I mean, admittedly, I wanted to go to. So there come, a few of them were for me, but I think that's a lovely <laughs> idea. Nice. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, what kind of stuff were, was it? Uh, I took him to go and see Chaz and Dave, which I know that he really wanted to go see. <laughs> We went to uh, Discover Dogs, which is a great show at Ells Court, which again, you probably didn't want to go to. But I wanted to go to. <laughs> what else did I want? Uh, this sounded like a 7 out of 10 to me. Yeah. I wrote Lofty a poem for his 30th. Yeah, with that was nice. 30 reasons why I love him. Yeah. yeah. So Lofty? Yeah. yeah. But that's not Jim. No. Oh, you say you gave it to Jim. Oh, no, no, no. The same poem to Jim. I wrote Jim. a poem about Lofty and I gave it to Jim for his birthday. <laughs> he loved it. That would be amazing. <laughs> Um, okay, so you've done four. You've done, done three. Four. So I'll tell you what. I've, I've, yeah. Well, the first one was uh, because it was uh, Saturday, first of February, Chinese New Year. Yeah. Even though I was sick, I went through this big blather pretending that I was like ill. I was just uh, and I went to Chinatown uh, and bought him a lucky Chinese. Oh yeah, cat. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So a coward. So you know. Um, and I got him a book about journeys around Ireland because he's been into reading Irish history and stuff at the moment. That was the second day. Yesterday, he got a Adventure Time Lumpy Space Princess T-shirt. Okay. Which uh, Dougie's not old enough to be into Adventure Time, but give it a couple of years, okay, you'll right. know exactly who Lumpy Space Princess <laughs> right. is. Mm. Um, and today, he's going to get a Transformers novel. Because Does he, he really know that? Tra- no, not yet. Right. So the, all, every yeah. present is a surprise for him. It is a surprise. Yes. Does he know he's getting thirty yes, presents? Yes, he does. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Otherwise, he would have been quizzing me about the vegetarian. So when you, so when you get home, does he go? Yeah. Last night he was like, "Where is it?" Mission. And are you giving him the present at the same time every day? Is no, it? Oh. no, no, no. That would just depend on the gift. When I mean, at some it. point it's going to. Yeah. Well, I've been buying them in twos, and well, I've been buying them in two, so I don't have to rush around mm. madly every day to do it. And at some point it's going to be like a trip to a restaurant or yep. or something like that, or maybe a dog show. Yes. Or a jazz and day. I'll let you know. I'll let you know what I want. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I'll take it. You can project that, and <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do that for Gavin. So. Oh, that's uh, really nice. So, so that's your challenge. Yes. So, when are you doing your vegetarianism? Well, I'll delay that to later in the, in the year. I'm not going to do it in March because there's some specific dinner appointments I have in March that are going to be involve me, and I don't want to miss them. Mm. Um, but that's going to happen every month, isn't it? Really? No, no, no. There's something very specific in March that I oh, don't okay. want to miss. Yeah. Um, so I'll do vegetarianism later in the year. Yeah. March, we'll I'm going to still do. I'll stick to the no recreational internet. Yes. Okay. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Great. Well, I fulfilled my um, New Year's resolution. I found you both. You did. Did to 
see you how you phoned me yeah. at about half past six today to see how you were how your week had been because I care and I wanted to talk to you on the phone before the podcast yeah yeah okay. <laughs> and how about yours Lofty tell tell the listeners well yeah okay <clears throat> so I had viral gastroenteritis and I lost the stone in two weeks okay and, which is and pretty crazy. has it come back uh a little bit, but not too bad. Okay, so but I'm you, still like, yeah, I'm definitely under half a stone. Are you still dieting yeah. though? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. But you, you lost the, the half stone challenge, didn't you? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Good. So, what's your next milestone? Um, probably another half stone by whenever we do yeah, the next podcast. A mile half stone. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. But yeah. Okay. Maybe by well the done. end of the year, Thanks. you'll be thin enough to get into brownies. Oh, So, let's move on, shall we? Mm. I wanted to talk a bit about relationships. Okay, bring it well, up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also Valentine's coming up. You want to speak about Valentine's. Yep. So should, yeah. we, should we just start with Valentine's? Yeah, I was just interested on your views on it and whether you celebrate it and or whether you try and avoid it or what. See, I've got a bit of a problem with this one because I kind of do, but it's also my granddad's birthday and we were really close and he's not around anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. But... But not to the point where I won't do something for it, which I think Katie kind of like mis- not misunderstood the last time because we are going to do something for it. But she's very respectful about that. She's like, you know, if you don't want to do anything on February the fourteenth, then fine. But we are. We're just going to go for dinner. So you're. So you would normally like for Valentine's Day. That would be your thing. You would go out and um, go to a restaurant or whatever and celebrate yeah, I think it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Then. <laughs> me? Well... I do that thing. We're in the uh, corridor, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, me? Well... <sighs> Valentine's. It depend- I think it depends on the relationship. I, a long time ago now, was in a, a long-term relationship, six, nearly seven years, with a woman who Valentine was very important to, but she always said it wasn't. Right. But it was. Right. <laughs> so I had to... She was uh, mollified with very standard stuff. So as long as I did something like a heart-shaped chocolate or something like that, which is kind of an easy get-out yeah. kind of way, you know? Mm. Um, currently, I don't think it's important. Um, I mean, it's a commercial thing, yeah. isn't it? It's like yeah. the world has decided that this is the day that you have to show your love to someone. And, which is a lovely commercial thing, really. But the, the other thing is I grew up being told that Valentine was about professing your love and admiration to someone in secret. Mm. So the idea being is you buy someone a gift, you send them flowers, you send them a card, you write a poem in it, but you don't say who it's from. It's meant to be from a secret admirer, right? So if you're in a relationship, that don't make sense, Mm. does it, to do that? Like, you know. No, but it is... This, this might sound a little bit weird, but my gran used to always send me a Valentine's card. I don't think that's And weird. always, always used to never sign it. And she did it for years and years and years. And you knew it was her? Yeah, every year. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was quite nice. No, it, that's not weird. My mum used to do it yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went out with this bloke once and I sent him a Valentine's card from me. And then I got another Valentine's card and I drove way outside of where I lived, like far away from my own postcode and posted it to him. <gasps> and then on after Valentine's, I said, so did you get any other cards? And he said, no. And I strung it out for ages. And then I told him it was me that sent it. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> 
It wasn't you were trying thing. to trick him. Yeah. Hold on, so, but, he didn't, but he didn't get it. He did get the card. Oh. And he lied to me and he didn't get one. So uh. I don't, like, you know, dragged it out for ages and I told him it was me. So how did that work out then? Oh, we had a big fight and we broke up. <laughs> His name's mine. They had a date last night. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember in, like, when I was at university in Southampton, I went to Woolworths and they were doing three for two on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was That's absolutely <laughs> disgraced. I was like, what? No way. You're actually promoting infidelity. Yeah, mm. that's good. Went on a kind of weird double Valentine's date while I was in Japan. Uh, so there was the uh, one, of the, one of my colleagues at the company I worked, who's from Taiwan, Taiwanese-American. There was this Japanese girl who was kind of obviously interested in him because they eventually got married and had kids, right? right? Many years, well, a few years later, but at the time, it was the first time that they ever went out anywhere. But in Japan, the whole courting relationship thing is all very weird by our standards, do you know what I mean? There's, definitely, there's never really any physical contact in public of any kind, right. like openly emotional. It, it, it's, it's all very strange. So uh, he came to me, he's like, oh, um, uh, Remy wants to go out for the evening and with, uh, will you come along? Her friend's coming too. I was like, Jack, is this a double date? And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I'm like, Jack, it's Valentine's evening. He's like, do you really reckon it might be a double date? I'm like, I kind of think it might yeah. be. Like, well, let's do it. We've both only been in Japan for about five months or so. So we went out and we just did, right, we'll just do the classic thing. Dinner, movie. Did we do dinner and movie? I think it was dinner, movie, and an ice cream parlour. Because Japanese are really into all that. Right. Right? So we did all of that. It was all, and they could, couldn't speak English very well. And it was just one of those weird kind of, evenings out you have with people you can't really communicate with but it was all generally quite fun but then at the end of the night it was really really awkward because what do you do in a situation like that yeah. because in Japan you wouldn't do any like contact or anything like that and it was all this really awkward oh, kind of bowing that. and stuff and it, oh man it was really to make, make you feel, feel yeah. skin crawl and then they walked away and they were like yeah you know bows and bows and and we sort of looked at each other like, don't know how that went. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it went well because he's married and they've got two kids. Yeah. Nice. So. I was going out with a girl in uh, in Southampton when I was at university and I didn't really want to go out with her anymore. So on Valentine's Day, I took her to watch Hannibal at the cinema and we broke up afterwards. <laughs> and that, but, but that's interesting though because when they say that, like, with, as far as dating is concerned, yeah. you, if you're going to, especially on a first date, you should take a girl out to see a horror film because apparently... Now, there may be some psychologists listening that can correct me on this, but as I understand it, the part of the brain that deals with fear and uh, attraction, lust, uh, in women, well, probably in men and women, but in, definitely in women, are very close, mixed up mm. chemicals and stuff. No, so no. It, so in, in, the, in the event of being scared, you're going to latch on to the guy that you're with. So for a guy, it's a good technique. Take the girl out, scare her, she'll latch on. Well, hey, so yeah, I'm, you're away. Now, true. I don't know if this is true or not, but I, that's the, so. I that's love horror films. They just make me. But think, think, think. First time you and Jim, you know, was it a horror film? Was it a horror film? He's <laughs> <laughs> talking no about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the best Valentine's gift you've ever had? Uh, oh. Christ. <laughs> oh, no, it's not the best. Well, it was really sweet. Um, not was, from Martin. <laughs> no. I was from I was very young, <laughs> and this boy that I was seeing said, "Oh, do you want to come to my parents' house for Valentine's dinner? I'm going to cook you dinner." So I was just like, "Yeah, okay, that'd be quite nice." So my mum and dad dropped me off, and I had bought him this like heart-shaped red lolly, just like a lolly on a stick. So 
I went in there and he gave, he bought me a ring, like a proper gold ring <sighs> with a tiny little diamond in it and gave that to me first. <laughs> <laughs> how, how old were you? Thank you. I don't know, but only about Here's 17, 16, I'm really young. And anyway, I got, I took the ring obviously and uh, <laughs> my mum and dad went mad because they were like, what's he suggesting with this ring? Like, where does he, you know, is he getting engaged to or whatever? Anyway, we broke up after that. Did you keep the ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, so that was probably the best. Although, actually, I shouldn't. <laughs> that's, that. that's really good. It was awful. <laughs> I felt terrible for a bit. <laughs> for a bit. Yeah. How much was? Did you sell the ring? I don't know what I did with it. Actually, I definitely don't give it back. I don't know. Wow. Wow. I, I can't think of any particularly brilliant Valentine's gift I've ever received. Um, that would stand out from any other. But I suppose the best gift I've ever given someone on Valentine's Day, although it wasn't actually a Valentine's gift, their birthday just happens to be on Valentine's Day, was showing up unexpectedly in their house on that, on that morning. And they live like 4,000 miles away. Oh, yeah, that's, that's nice. So, I mean, it was, in, uh, it was complicit with the rest of the family there. You know, they, they knew I was coming. Yeah. She didn't know I was coming. Yeah. They actually let me in the house the night before and I stayed in the basement all night long. Oh, that's long. quite scary. <laughs> waited. There, there's, oh, there's, like, yeah. there's like an apartment in the basement. Right? And, uh, yeah, no, in the morning I in waited. In your clown mask. I yeah. waited. Well, yeah. I, I was thinking it could have got a bit weird, actually. But um, I waited for her to come down for breakfast and I just, you know, walked up into the kitchen very, very quiet and I just said, happy birthday. And she went, thank you. And then turned around. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, definitely the last thing. Are you wearing a clown mask? No. Oh. What about your love thing? Shoes. <laughs> I shouldn't be. The, the best guess I gave was definitely the Hannibal ticket. <laughs> the ticket. Well, because you wanted it to be over. Yeah. Wow, mercenary. It worked out well. So, do you know um, I don't do presents, otherwise I'd probably... You can't really tell us what you've got planned for this Valentine's Day because it will come out in, you know... Yeah, well, well, we kind of know what we're doing. We're just going for something to eat. <coughs> Where so are you where, going? Where's the magic in that? What do you propose? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you should get married. That'd be a good idea. Oh, thanks. Yeah. But if you got married, uh, how, do you think, how do you think your friends would react to that? Jesus. <laughs> which what leads me... Which, which, well, uh, uh, that is a tenuous link. <laughs> bald bastard. Well, you know, I just wanted to bring up the subject of what happens when friends get into relationships right. and other friends can't get along with it. You know, we see it all the time. And I think it happens more and more and more and more and more and more as you get older and older and older. You know? Mm. And I, if I look at my own group of friends, when I hear people bitching about other people, most of the time what they're really bitching about is that life isn't the same as it was yeah I think there's also an element of you miss that person like we don't see very much of each other anymore compared to the old days yeah but then in the old days you know we were both single and there wasn't a gym or a Katie or a Dougie and you know we're all all just getting trashed together but there is a massive difference though there is that I know that when we do move which is going to happen I know that I could say to you I want you to come to our house and you know you would make plans to do that yeah. there are some people that probably wouldn't do that mm. I think possibly or they'd make up an excuse why they can't come right so it does in a way without being funny it does kind of 
it will eventually whittle your friends down to really the but people I mean, that matter. It's hard to tell though as well because as you get older, whether you get into relationships or not, people do grow further apart because they get more involved in their jobs. You know, they, yeah, get, they, they, they grow up and get other friends. No, I don't think I agree with that because like, yes, physically we kind of grow apart but then, you know, if I saw Brownie at any point, there, it would it would feel like we saw each other like mm. an hour ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there are people, there are people that I've known for years and years that do fall into either category where like I'll meet them randomly or, you know, and I've never, I haven't seen them for like a long time and straight away we click and get back on with each other. And then there's the other lot who, if you see them in the street and you don't catch their eyes, <laughs> they might turn away. Nice. <laughs> good, uh, yeah, that's a nice. That's a good 360 there, dude. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I mean, I, I, I've definitely seen it in several several times recently and it's just the awkwardness as well of meeting up with a group of people who think they still have something in common but actually what they have in common is something that sort of died quite a long time ago but they haven't really realised it yet do you mm. know what I mean mm. I've seen it in a few like you know reunions and stuff oh let's get back together for an old time's sake and it, it doesn't really work until everybody's hammered drunk you know yeah. what I mean because they actually have very very little in common yeah. anymore I think for us well, a lot of our friends that are now couples are couples within the group anyway. So like Stevie and Emma, obviously, and Jim and I, and we were all friends anyway. So not a lot has changed in right. that regard. And we still live close enough to each other. We see each other quite a lot for dinner or right. whatever. It is different with you because you're going out with somebody that was completely outside mm. of the group. Mm. And now you live in Richmond and your life is quite different. So I don't see you socially as much as we used to. Mm. And I do miss that. But then we'll sit down and say, right, well, when can you do... I'm crying. (laughs) When uh, when can you do brown? And I'm just like, right, March, April, no, I'm just really busy. And life is hectic, man. But that's what I'm trying to say. It's like the people that really matter. If I I rang you and said, like, this has happened, you would be there for me. Yeah, of course. And so that matters much more to me than, like, oh, we can't go out for dinner for two months because both of us are busy. Like, that's how I feel about it. And I know that that will always be there. You're right. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, because well, I've noticed, obviously, it becomes harder and harder to book simple things like, let's all go out for dinner or let's mm. do something as a group. And, like, for instance, with Gavin's upcoming birthday, a number of people can't come because they've got other plans those mm. weekends, which is completely reasonable. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No, I'm not talking specifically <laughs> about you, but you know, which is completely reasonable. But mm. as you get older, it happens more and more and more, and mm. it becomes quite difficult to, mm. you know. Yeah. But for some people, there's the expectation that things should never ever change. And, yeah, uh, but I think everyone. People should grow up. <laughs> yes, right, exactly. No, <laughs> and, and they're the people. On. They're actually the people who are the ones that normally I'm not too bothered about. But so. but. At the same time, it's only because these people care and had a good relationship with you that you get the whole, oh, I can't believe they don't come out anymore or we never see them and blah, blah, blah. I've said it about you before. People have probably said it about me before. And then in the big scheme of things, you're really happy. I'm really happy. Everyone's happy. And when we do get together, it is a really good night out. So if these people didn't care and didn't give a shit, they wouldn't be saying all that anyway in the first place. So there is that to it. I think you have to forgive people a little bit for thinking... I wish we still had that life together. I'm yeah. just really glad I'm so old that my 30th was um, when we were all single and free. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone was there, I think. I can't really remember. You're not that old, Brownie. No, I'm not. I'm only 31. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but it's when the, when the kids start coming along. Like we're very lucky because we're the only one with a child. So Dougie sort of comes with us or gets ferried off or whatever. But that's going to change soon. Our social life has pretty much remained quite healthy. Right. But there are lots of groups of people that have all have babies sort of at the same time as each other. And then you go into baby world and it's just plastic. Well, I, mean, I would say like you that. guys are slightly ahead of the baby curve uh, in that regard. But out of our group, there's quite a lot of people who've all had babies within the same three or four year period. All, mostly all of whom are girls, I might add. I don't know any boys that have ever had a baby. No. I'm quite interested to hear it's your thoughts that. on that, Dennis. I meant baby girls. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Except for, you're, you're the old one now, actually. Yeah. Because nearly everybody else has had uh, baby yeah, girls. Awesome but boy. they're all within the... They're all aged between one and four, I think. Mm. I think Holly might be the oldest out of all of that lot. So, hmm. What happens when they get to the eight, nine, and ten years old? Do they need more attention or less? God, I hope not. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just give them something. They'll be hovering by then, anyway. By the time, like, in eight or nine years' time, kids will just be hovering. Doing everything, hovering, like off of uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. When you were growing up, did your parents leave you alone at home? Uh, only when I was about 10 and my sister was 12, and then they'd literally pop to the shop and come back again. Yeah, my so. parents left me and my sister alone at home from, I'd say from the age that my sister must have been about 12, because we were still living in other house, so I couldn't have been older than about 8 years old or 9 years yeah. old. And so I would, she's 3 years older than me, and they would go out for the evening and you know there were very strict rules about what we could or could not do mm. and they probably weren't out for more than an hour and a half when thinking back to being a kid they were gone for the whole night but they probably weren't I don't yeah. know but that was sort of you know in the 70s I guess that was alright I get the feeling if that happened now somebody would call child services I don't know, um, I, don't know. That, um, I think it depends doesn't it it depends on how you've brought them up the type of child you have how responsible they are and where you're going mm. um they were probably going out partying. I mean, I, yeah. I, I always have to remind myself that when I was eight or nine years old, my parents were younger than I am now. Yeah. And they were, par- they were party people as yeah. well. I, can, I mean, I can remember the parties my dad used to throw at our house. And, you know, from the point of view of a kid, you don't really think about it. But now as an, ad- as yeah. an adult, I'd kind of love to be able to sort of go back and be a fly on the that's wall. What yeah. I used to love about, looking- but that's what I used to love about, like we used to, we, my house at home in, in Kent used to be infamous for New Year's Eve parties because my mum would have the party and my friends would come and her friends would come. <clears throat> and it was the only place that you could go and have a party where your parents were involved. Mm. Right. Like if you went anywhere else, it was like, oh my God, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting for my mum or waiting for my yeah, dad to go lovely. out. And it, and it was like that. And there were like, there were parties with like 250 people in our house. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. It was really good. I, can, I remember one party, well, it was my sister's first communion, which, you know, you know, Caribbean, Spanish, Catholic community is a pretty major event. Um, so nice um, I yeah. would have been about I was probably about three or four years old my sister was would have been seven or eight and uh, my dad basically emptied all of the ha- furniture in the house into one room at the back and made the entire house available and they invited everyone they know yeah. they got some sound system in I guess I, I you know, I was too small. Mm. I just remember there were loads and loads and loads and loads of people, like the entire neighbourhood, it seemed. And that yeah. was the first time I ever got drunk. Oh, it's about four. Good. Me and my cousin were running <laughs> you around. Were four. Yeah, four or five. <laughs> my, me and my cousin, maybe five. Me and my cousin were running around, and just every time we saw a, a glass or a cup with half a drink in it, we just drank it, assuming mm. it was just, uh, yeah. you know, and we got drunk. 
But that's what we want Dougie's birthday because it's so close to bonfire. No one to be like. drunk. <laughs> I want, it's so close to bonfire night that we have the barbecue bonanza that we do every year. Oh, yes. And that will always be adults and kids. And as Dougie gets more friends, then it will be friends and their parents. And that's what we want Dougie's birthday to be. Like yeah, a nice, massive yeah. house party yeah. where everyone's there. But that's yet a moment. Like So last year, that was really a party for you and Jim and yeah. your friends. Mm. But as Dougie gets older, that will change to his friends and as their well parents. As, yeah, exactly. That's and what I mean, yeah. probably not us. We won't be welcome. I won't know you by then. No. We've got about a year left. And then that's it. Yeah. And all I'll have is the <laughs> memory, memory of this podcast. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Well, I guess on that sad note, this has been a really moody... <laughs> Oh, I think it's been good. That's been a good one. But we're yeah. all still friends. We're friends. Yeah, we friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think uh, oh, on I've, that... I've got to do a shout-out. Can I do a shout-out? Oh, we don't normally do shout-outs, but why not? I would like to say hello to my new line manager, who's also my sister-in-law, Claire, who sits opposite me. Nepotism. And um, she was sat next to me today looking at my diary saying, Brownie Podcast, what's that? And I was like, I do a podcast. Do you not know about a podcast I do? Turns out no one I know knows I do this. So I said I'd just say hello. Right, so is she going to be listening? Yes, I've sent her the link. She's liking right. the, the page on Facebook. Okay, I'm going to edit in some stuff you said about your work. I think we should also say... Cut out. This is should... a new job. I just started yesterday. Yeah, you can hear all about Brownie's old job. Yeah. We should also say, um, welcome to Fergus. <gasps> yeah, Because uh, Roisin and Kelvin have oh, yeah. their little boy. Yeah. Yo, yeah. pick up yourself, Fergus. Yes, Fergie. Yes, Fergie. Yeah, really good. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, if we're going to say hellos to, to babies, I'm going to say a big hello to uh, little Mila, who was born last week. Oh, nice. Hello, Mila. Hello. So, yeah. Um, do we have time to talk about strikes? Yeah. Okay. All right. Can you see the Can you see the pain? Can you feel the rain? Coming like a train of thought. Strikes. Who needs them? So I don't the, get the tubes, so I'm not bothered. So the tubes are striking tonight as of 9 o'clock. Well, that that's right? assuming it goes on, because the last two strikes, or last three strikes, they cancelled at the last minute. Yeah. And I think they're going to hang on to this one. Right. My question is, do you think they should be on strike or not? I don't... This is because of ticketing offices, is that it's right? Because, it's because they're, uh, they're going to shut down... They're, no, they're, they're going to lose the 1,000 ticketing staff out of a total of 5,000. Part of me thinks that, yes, they have a right to sort of get wound up about it there's a lot of jobs that are going in that case mm. then what effect does that have on the safety of the stations I don't really understand it enough to but it's just like oh they all just get together and have these massive strikes And but all the people that are on strike are they striking or are they at home just with know, they're, they're, just, and... they're just not at work I don't think yeah. strike means they're standing outside of a placard that's, going black leg black leg that's what bothers me if you're all if you're going to go on strike and you've yeah. got these strong opinions and everything then go wherever it is you're going to with your placards and your signs and do something about it you can't come on strike and then just sit at home and expect do people get, get paid when they're on strike I don't think so I don't think so no. well then it's fair enough to stay at home no it's not absolutely not if you're going on strike you're going on strike for a, for a reason to stand up for something you believe in surely if you just go home and sit on your sofa and watch Jeremy Carl or whatever hmm. then no I don't think you've, it's like you've got no right see to... normally I'm really opposed to the tube strikes um, I think they don't serve any purpose other than to inconvenience the people that are least to blame for the issues because 
I don't think you could find a single but person but out that there. That is the definition of a strike, right? Yeah, no, but which is why normally I would not agree with the strikes. I think they they really make me angry. But this time round, mm. I actually agree with the, with with LRT, and I think it's wrong that they're getting rid of all these people. Mm. And maybe some people do need to be inconvenienced to get the to get the message across this time round because they're shutting down. They, they're getting rid. Of, I mean, there's hardly any staff at the bloody stations anyway. Do you, do you know what I mean? Though. It really annoys me. They why, how can why should they get rid of a thousand jobs? Mm. In a there's no need for them to get rid of a thousand jobs. I can't. How much money is that going to save them? A thousand times probably people. They're probably all people who get paid about twenty grand a year or twenty five grand a year. So a thousand times twenty grand, uh, twenty five grand a year. Mm. That's not on the greater scheme of the transport system. That's pennies. That's nothing. Do you not think though that they have possibly cried wolf, so to speak, a little bit too much, so that now. If there really is a reason for the public and the people that use the tubes to think, actually, they do have a point this time. It has, seems to happen so much that I think commuters yeah. are now to a point where they just can't even be bothered to find the, out what the, the reasons are. The thing are. is, though, the, even if we thought they did have a point, we're not going to influence the decision. There's nothing that we as the public could do no. apart from have a riot that could change what's going to happen. Don't because there's, there's not an election between now and when they're going to pass. If it was an election year, if there was going to be an election next month, it would make a difference because then we could vote for the people who weren't going to make them lose the jobs. Mm. But there isn't. So there's nothing. I don't see, unless we all, like, all the public get up and go and stand outside City Hall and throw stones yeah. at Boris or something, I don't see what we could do to influence what, the outcome. Uh, how influential are these um, online petitions that you get? These things Slack are- division. What does that mean? It means it's like activism, but you're not actually doing anything. So you're right. slacking. Really. Do they mean? Do they mean anything? Do they go I, anywhere? Or? I, I don't think they do. I right. think if you hit a certain number, then they can be presented. <laughs> there are certain. There's what to a government. I, I, I know. I know the Americans works. have this site where it's called. Is it We the People or something like that? And right. where if enough people agree on a thing, they have to present it before Congress or something. Um, I'm not sure if there's something similar in the UK. Because if there well. was, would that would that not be a better system for these people that are continuously striking, and they don't? I don't know. Do they get anywhere? I never really pay much attention to I the outcome. I think sometimes of it all. they do, um, if they do it enough, mm. um, or for long enough. Yeah, or for long enough. Yeah, because mm. it makes it. I mean, it makes the mayor look bad. It makes it makes the not just London Transport lose money. But the city loses money. If people can't get into work and mm. the city doesn't function, it does cause a loss, lo- loss of money. But it's almost a bit like the classic stance, we do not give in to terrorism. You know, we mm. don't give in to strike action. But uh, I don't know. I think I think Sometimes they do. I think, maybe. well, things have changed since Thatcher, right? She broke the, the unions mm. and the strikers. But you were saying earlier about going on strike, should you go on strike or not? If Let's say you were a tube driver. Mm-hmm. Or, and oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> I was driving the cheese. I'll get off. <laughs> would you? And you didn't agree. Would you go on strike? Um, yeah. If I was, if I was strong, yeah. If I didn't agree with it, and I was ready to stick up for myself and my colleagues, and I went on strike, then yeah, I'd make my little sign and go up to. But town would you and... also not go on strike if everybody else was? Would you be strong enough? Do you think to say no? I don't agree with this. Um, I'd like to think I would be. My mum is a teacher. And whenever there's been a strike, she's always gone to a different school to teach. Right, okay. Because she just doesn't want to go on strike, because she just doesn't want to leave the kids sort of thing. So she would go somewhere, mm. find a school mm. that will take her in, 
and she's never gone on strike. So have I'd you, like to think I'd have that strength and be able to find another you, tube to drive. Have you ever <laughs> been in a job where you could possibly have been on strike? Um, I have. No. BBC once or twice. Would that have affected you directly? Like you would have been part of a union? Mm, when I first started, there was one strike that I was part of, but yeah. Because I, I worked, used to, uh, my, one of my very first jobs was at City of Westminster College. I was a technician and... You know, everybody in the education system is formed a member of one union or another. I don't think you've got a choice, really. Mm. And the teachers would go on strike, and the technicians would go on strike, and the dinner ladies would go on strike. And, you know, this is in the early 90s. And on those days, the school would just, or the colleges would just close. If the school keepers went on strike, it mm. just closed. And that means you just couldn't go to work anyway. Yeah. So, um, but then, see, the thing is about that is that if you get, like, the school closes for whatever reason, strike, a bit of snow... You know, my sister's kids' schools, just the one snowflake would hit the floor and the school would shut. <laughs> but then if my sister wanted to take her kids out of school for some reason, within school term time for a day or something, she'd be hauled into the headmaster's office or have a letter sent to her saying, you know, you cannot take your children out of school and blah, 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 and they mm. need their education and all this. But then sometimes schools are quite... They shut down quite quickly. Not every school. When does Dougie start school? September 2015, I think. Right. Are you excited about that? I've not put any thought to it, really. Is he excited? Have you asked him? He is not excited about anything unless it's a train or a car or Thomas the Tank Engine related, Lofty, or Biscuits. Okay. Or Branksome, which is a very difficult situation we've got. (laughs) Dougie Uh, now follows Branksome everywhere, and Branksome just swipes him all the time. uh, Mm. What, proper swipes? Yeah. Oh, he'll him. Yeah, he will learn eventually. Yeah. So anyway, um, that was that was that about strikes, really. I think it started now. Yeah, I think yeah. it has started. Yeah, yeah. I'm still going to go to work tomorrow. I've got a car. Mm. I don't have to use the tube. I'm just going to get the overland. That doesn't really affect any of us. No. Now, when the last time there was a strike, it the tubes were still running anyway. It's not every. It's, it's not the entire tube system because no. there are two unions, so there's still some trains. So it's a bit. Yeah. So. Moving on. Guess that's it. Yeah, well, have a nice Valentine's evening. And you. Thanks. And you. Big plans. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Get some good presents for Gavin. I'll be presented out by then. I'm trying to make the presents topical. So, Valentine's will probably just be like a... Don't get him a, a heart shaped chocolate. Don't get him a heart shaped lolly, just in case. <laughs> in case Take my advice. Ring. Yeah. In case he has a ring. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all we got time for. Okay. Well, maybe Dan will be back next time. Yeah. Let's hope so. I didn't ring him. Maybe you'll bring some cakes. I oh, know. Yeah. So I'll try and do it. I'll try and do it next time. Okay. I don't need to know. Every time I come here, there's a gorgeous brownie or something like that. I'm not talking about myself. Right, that's it. Bye, listeners. Bye. Bye. We're sick of seeing poverty. We're sick of seeing misery. We're sick of the fatality. In every locality. Oh, we just killing the time.
For me, it was three months in ginger and she smelled funny. Huh? (laughs) What? What was that? I'm talking about what I was talking about. With Hannibal, what was that about ginger and she smelled funny? Well, she was ginger and she smelled a bit funny. Oh. What's wrong with being ginger? I'm not... No. Okay, yeah, maybe I was like... Gingest. But... mm, It didn't smell funny. 